0: Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM Director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. We're
1: back. It's show number five, the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. I'm Jeff Owens. He's Joe Gisandi. Well, this week, uh, what do you want to talk about, Joe?
0: Oh, well, well... It's interesting about some of the TV ratings that are taking place. Forbes just came out with its list of uh, regional uh, rankings, not the national broadcast, but in the local markets. Yep. And uh, what's what's showing is that baseball continues to become the most popular sport in most of the TV markets. And in nine of the markets in Major League Baseball, it's number one in its market all through the summer. Uh, In half of them, it's either one, two, or three.
1: Wow. You, I guess, well, it is a popular sport, and like we were talking off air before we started, is that and then when it gets to the playoff time now, it's can't miss TV. I mean, and I know that like you, you said it best, I wish I had to use that line, but I'll give Joe credit. The last two days, wild card games are game sevens. I mean, oh, it, starting
0: out with game sevens,
1: awesome! It is it's so much fun, and you know the Giants and the Blue Jays advance both on late home runs, great pitching, good defense. Uh, it's been it's been a great way, and and, and we converse that into talking about the NFL and right. their ratings are down uh, a little bit. I mean, and I know the Sunday night game and the Monday night game were way down this week, and uh, I guess what what is your opinion on why ratings are down? I'll give you mine after this.
0: Um, well, it seems like a couple. I, I again. One thing is the the elections. Um, one person was talking about the NFL ratings are the lowest they've been since 2000, when 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 Gore and Bush were fighting over that. So the the elections is what some people are saying that it, that it's happening. Um, I've even read where Mike Freeman of uh, Bleacher Report did a piece and in he interviewed NFL players and apparently. Um, this is it's getting inside there and outside and the fact that a lot of NFL players are fighting over Trump and and Clinton and it's dividing the, the you know, uh, teams internally right oh, wow. um that's how much the politics is playing a part it's even getting into the NFL teams um so I, I that that's probably part of it uh I, I think also there's more and more stratification of of, of sports across we have so many options um I think concussions is eventually. I don't. I think it's too early to say concussions has anything to do with this, but I think in twenty years, I just can't imagine that the NFL is going to be the number one sport. Um. But conversely, college football's ratings continue to go through the roof. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, you know, college football is not being affected by the ratings at all. NFL is. I mean, the Kaepernick stuff, you know, some people are really put off on the demonstrations and, and the and the National Anthem, you know, um, issues that are going on in this country. Um, and you talk about the quality of football, too. I think as you watch it, two things that come to mind. The NFL officials, it's like you watch it play and you look to the box to see if the yellow thing is going to go. Too many flags. They are are calling way too many penalties in the NFL, and it becomes where you you, you don't even really, you, you watch a play, then you have to wait to see if that play stands. It's every play, and that gets to be – it's not as fun as a fan to watch it. There's just no flow to the game. I think that's hurting a lot. And the other thing is the quality of tackling and the quality of football is so subpar than in the previous years, and that's because they went from being able to hit a lot all week in practice to now one live practice a week, mm. and, the, and the players are just not prepared on Sundays. And that's why so many guys get hurt too because when they do get hit, they haven't been hit forever because of the new rules. So the NFL and the concussion scare has went from – you know. They They've just changed parameters there. They went from you know A to Z, and they, they when they should have stopped in the middle somewhere. And I think that the, the quality is down. And but you know you take all into effect: elections, demonstrations, quality of play, too many officials, and there's so many sports.
0: Yeah, um, and and you know you talk about that. I I've started to look at that too. Is was there a flag? Was there a flag? I'm wondering whether or not these officials are throwing flags because they don't want to feel like they miss something. I think there's so many rules in effect now because even some of them. You know, you're not allowed to target and put your head in there, but if someone moves slightly, is that really targeting and head? And, you know, I don't think you can really legislate the brutality out of sports. It's a very brutal game played by very strong, quick men. And, you know, if you're going to play, some of the consequences apparently are going to be long-term for some of them.
1: And it seems like the NFL worries about some of the dumbest things. Like this week they sent a video out to all the teams about how what is an obscene um, celebration. I, I, I mean, let them have fun. As long as they're not being, like, overtly perverted. Right. I mean, my goodness, let the guys have some fun. They scored a touchdown. They're, they're in, It's entertainment. That's what we watch it for.
0: I, there was – I forget who the player was this past week. I was watching a bunch of games. But somebody afterwards just did a little dance. I'm going, okay, that's – you know, it's entertaining. I mean, it's not what – the Newt Rockney or the Vince Lombardi teams were due, but we're also not 1960. Exactly. Let them do these things; it makes it more interesting. Think about soccer. What are the first thing they do after that? They throw their shirt off. Yeah, they they're all jumping on one their, another. Yeah. That's part of the ex- excitement and the emotion of the game. Well, they in the baseball playoffs
1: as so they hit the walk off home run, or like you know they're coming around. They're all the guys are around home plate jumping up and down. I mean, in the NFL, that'd be a penalty. They have to go back to third or something. I mean, they've, they've, you know, Roger Goodell has is, is, is not been great for the sport of football as much as they say. Well, he's got all this money. Well, who couldn't get the money as a commissioner of the NFL right now? <laughs> I mean,
0: you and I could do fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he but gets, you, did. Yeah, way too much credit.
0: Last night in the Giants game, when Gillespie hit that home run, somebody was saying, "Well, you think he over celebrated? This is a kid or a young guy who has really not been thrust in the spotlight and he hits a game winning in a playoff game in the ninth inning. He better be excited about that. And I'll be
1: honest with you, going into last night's game, I couldn't have picked Connor Gillespie out of a, a lineup of 100 <laughs> baseball players if you gave me 25 chances. I mean, I didn't know who he was.
0: No, I, I and and yeah, we both watched lots of baseball, and we still don't know. No, that kid was uh, amazing, amazing.
1: The other thing that came out this week, not really a sports media thing, but I, and I'm not, uh, is that the NCAA ruled this kid, Isaiah Brock, cannot play college basketball. Did you see, hear this? He's an army veteran. He didn't have very good grades in high school, and so he left high school, went into the army. He saw combat. You know, I mean, bat, you know, vicious combat where where his colleagues and friends you know, you were you know were killed in combat. Came back to came back to the states after he served this country, and because his grades are not good enough, they will not let him play college basketball. What were his grades? They didn't go into detail in the in the story that I read and a couple of stories I tried to find. It was just, a, he, as they said, poor high school grades.
0: So he it was get, poor high school. It wasn't that he took a college no, class.
1: After high school, he decided he couldn't – I guess he didn't think he'd get into college or he wanted to change his life, so he went to the Navy, did great. He's a decorated hero, comes back to the States, and can't play college basketball.
0: I, I would treat him like just a freshman. I'd give him the semester. But, like, of course, the NCAA has rules, and they don't want to have – any, any sort of... They don't uh, want a precedent that anybody No, can, they don't want a precedent for this. But, you know, the other thing is, well, let him play in college. Let him take classes in college for a semester, and if his grades are up, he can start playing in January. Yeah, I so. mean, I think it's kind of easily resolved. I agree with that.
1: Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs are in full swing. The wild cards are over now. Uh, and I, One of the things that I was talking to one of our sports guys here, Ramin, who does some of the sports for EIU here, is that he thinks there's, that the games are on too many different networks and it's tough to find the games. For me, I'm a sports guy. I know exactly where they're going to be. You know, it didn't take me a minute. But what, what your thoughts on that? Maybe the to the older sports fan who can't find the games. So you think there's is that an issue?
0: I think that's old-time thinking. Um, I, if you're interested in the game, it's very easy to go online and find it. As a matter of fact, you know, talking about the ratings earlier, uh, the Cubs ratings have gone up over the last two years, 225 percent. They're now pulling a five in the Chicago market. Um, and you've got teams like Kansas City pulling 11, those fans are going to know that Game 1 was on TBS the other day and ESPN last night. It's, I, I think a lot of times we think the way things were thought 20, 30 years ago. I and mean, I,
1: And I know part of the thinking is Mediacom doesn't have the Major League Baseball network and a couple of the playoff games are on there. Uh, but, you know, like I said, Mediacom is not the only place you can get TV. There's other, there's other services, so, you, you know,
0: well, I'm, I'm I pay for MLB. dot com. I watch the MLB TV, so I know I'm getting every game there. So who cares what channel it's on?
1: Good question. Good comeback. Uh, the other, other interesting story you sent me on, and I don't know all the details of it, and I read it about a couple hours ago, is Joe Buck and this hair thing. So to talk about this. Yeah. The fact that uh, he came out with
0: it. He, he has a book out right now, and he said the reason he wrote the book was not to tell anecdotes about sports. It was because he wanted to talk about the struggles he's had with worried about being a bald guy and about uh, hair implants. Remember a few years ago uh, where he could not talk? Yeah, he had laryngitis, he had, supposedly. He said it wasn't from that. It was from an infection from hair implants. His father, of course, who's a Hall of Fame announcer who didn't have much hair, he was worried about that and started having hair implants. And he just keeps trying to do it. And he's finally come out about it, saying that I, I'm worried about being viewed this way as a bald guy because TV so much about looks, right?
1: Yeah, TV's a lot
0: about looks. But for a
1: sports announcer, you're on at the beginning. Right and for baseball you're not really on again till the end i mean and right. honestly you don't really think about it as much as you you, you it's just funny that i mean here's joe buck who, who is very well respected i've met joe buck actually to be honest with you oh did you on a cardinal caravan way back when nice guy but i just i find this fascinating that he almost said he was addicted to hair plugs yeah and and, and that he would think that looks were so so important for as a as a tv sports announcer and I don't know. My opinion is, I understand the guys that are on the nightly news on your local affiliates, you know, they're on there for four or five minutes straight or whatever. Yeah, they probably need to look good. You don't see a lot of bald sportscasters. But for a play by play guy of his level, I mean, he's in the top echelon. I wouldn't think that if I don't think Fox is going to fire him for uh, having bad hair.
0: No, not now, I think. uh, And I don't think they would. Was it Dan Schulman, who's at ESPN? He doesn't have much hair, you know. And think about some of the celebrities you've got: The Rock and all the others. And who's burning up Netflix right now? Luke Cage, you know, the the, the bald superhero. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that it makes a difference. If he were said, although it would be a big difference to suddenly see him rip off, you know, his hair and shave it. But that'd be kind (laughs) of awesome too. Yeah,
1: it's just uh, funny. And, And I mean, and the other thing is, he wants to sell his book. Oh, absolutely! And so this does at least make you pay attention that Joe Buck has Joe Buck has a book coming out because right. I probably wouldn't have cared if uh, if not for hearing about this now. No, this
0: is far more interesting than stories about <laughs> baseball. I want to know really what's going on there. What is, what's you know what's causing it? Because we know that looks probably do in many ways have uh, too much of an impact on some people who get on TV and some don't. I mean, oh, yeah. if you're Terry Bradshaw, you'll get on because you yeah. won four Super Bowls. But um, and probably Joe, Buck, you know. He would have got on because of his dad, if nothing else, as a starting person.
1: Other news at ESPN: John Cruck has announced he's leaving ESPN. A longtime uh, you know, sports baseball analyst, and everybody kind of likes Crucky as they call him. And it'll be weird not seeing him on ESPN because he's one of those guys that has has kind of had a good personality. Seems to be a fun guy on the TV. Where and he's another guy that's probably not the best-looking guy. But again, you don't care because he'd be the, the first
0: stuff, to tell you that. Yeah, yeah.
1: and but a really good on it. I don't know where he's going to go. I haven't heard yet, but uh, I think he'll be missed at ESPN.
0: He will. I've uh, I liked him a lot better when he first started. I felt like after a while he was, it was almost like a reality TV show that I think, I almost was wondering if people were whispering in his ears, you take this stance and I'll take that stance. I don't know. That I could doesn't be, happen in TV. No, either. probably not. But <laughs> because, and it's a shame because I agree, I think he has some amazing insights and he's, he's a great anal- analyst. and. Um, but I
1: like the guys that are funny more than the serious guys. Sometimes, Yes you know? especially yeah, in a long broadcast like baseball, a little humor does go a long way.
0: Although my favorite for baseball, one of them is still Harold Reynolds. I love Harold. Oh. I know some people hate him, but uh, I think he's insightful. He's funny. He's personable.
1: Um, and he's a guy that can play the game and ex- and can still explain the game. There's a lot yes. of guys, you know, and I respect that because he was a good player. I remember him playing when I was younger. And sure, he was a fun guy to watch and does a great job on MLB Network. And he kind of got the raw end of the deal there at ESPN. I thought, I mean, I, you know, when, when they let him go.
0: Oh, he did, but he landed in a great spot yeah. for him. And and I think he's also filling in for Fox for baseball no, too. Okay. Does he not in the playoffs? I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure.
1: So other baseball news from ESPN is Jessica, Jessica Mendoza last night became the first female sports broadcaster to call a playoff game in baseball. Um, And I know she takes a lot of heat. In fact, there's a couple of minor league players who actually got a little trouble last night because of some of the tweets about her. But i got to be honest with you. I think what you just said off air is great. You didn't even realize she was on the broadcast last night because – it was just a broadcast, and you weren't you weren't trying to critique her. I thought she does. I think she does a great job. They don't let her talk a lot. I don't know if that's because that's what they've said, and just let her grow into position. But when she does, she's insightful. She's got a great sense of humor. She's you know, uh, and she's pretty good and knowledgeable. I don't know why people are worried about. It. I don't know if it's just because of the baseball men men mentality. But oh,
0: it's, I think it's definitely that. She's good. Yeah, you know, we can't let women in the men's locker room, right? Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, but yeah. but and, and, but they have to put some women on here because women watch baseball in large numbers. They watch the NBA in large numbers. Well, look at
1: the crowd last night. I was kind of thinking about that same thing. You know, the crowd is filled with women. And, and obviously, they show a lot of women for other reasons on right. TV. But the Mets game last night was, you know, packed with women. And I think Jessica Mendoza, is you know, she's uh, As far as I can tell, I mean, like I said, I'm not a professional Anything and anything, but I will tell you this. She's as good as they get in terms of anybody else they have on there.
0: Well, like I said, the fact that I did not even notice last night says to yeah, me. She,
1: it was a good, clean broadcast. She was as
0: good as anybody else and maybe even better.
1: There you go. I. Uh, the other thing, which, since you're, you want to talk a lot about ratings today, I was looking NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Remember a few years ago, NASCAR was thought of right. as... The sport that was coming—it was the big one—and people were talking about it around here. There was NASCAR events at bars. I had buddies that were going. It's the—it's going to take over baseball, basketball, football. It is the coming sport, but it just hit a wall, and just as the ratings have plummeted, the last nine out of ten races are down, and it's not down a little bit; it's down dramatically. What has happened to NASCAR?
0: Well, I don't think you want to say NASCAR hit a wall, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. no, but yeah, it's. Uh, I used to live right near uh, Daytona International Speedway, so you'd hear it half half an hour away you'd hear the cars flying through there. And you're right, yeah. it was the hot sport in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was still continuing over the last several years. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's a matter of uh, that some of the drivers maybe aren't as charismatic as before, or maybe it was just a fad for a while. Because down south where I lived, it was huge. But it's also very big out west and yeah. in certain other areas. It's uh, According to the Forbes r- report, I think uh, they are down like, Ten percent, or somewhere around there, Um, in six events in August and September, according to the Business Journal, they are down double digits from the year
1: before. That's
0: that's wild. Uh, On the other hand, also you know UFC is down ten percent. The the Olympics were down, so a lot of them are down right now. And that's the effect that, you know, some people who follow this more thoroughly than I do say that the uh, elections is having an impact. And also the fact you have the Olympics usually has an impact on fall sports, too.
1: Well, and the Olympics are down for simple reason. NBC couldn't put them on live or Mm -hmm. wouldn't put them on live because, you know, the people, the powers to be in TV don't understand. You could play the Super Bowl at two o'clock in the morning on any day of the week and we would turn in to watch it they do not for some reason they just they they don't trust themselves enough just to say we're going live when they can be live now i understand if in some instances you can't when you're in Russia, it would have been tougher but you know it was just a couple hour difference and in uh, our, uh, Brazil this year, and they still wanted to put them on tape delay. And I, I heard some of the reason oh, we can play more spots, we can do more features. And I'm like, well, it didn't work, NBC. It simply did not work. Um, uh, I was listening to uh, Chris Russo and Ira Kaufman yesterday. They always do a little bit on, uh, on uh, oh, Sirius, Sirius love, radio. Oh, I love Chris Russo. And Ira Kaufman has become one of my favorite guests on there. He's a Tampa Bay writer.
0: Yes. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I'm sure you're from... You know, well, he ride. used to be... A, I worked at the Orlando Assembly. He was one of the people that wrote for us. So he was, they were
1: discussing the NFL issues and some of the things uh, about fan bases. And there, it, it, It's kind of like one of those unwritten things that people right now in San Diego and Jacksonville are worried about the future of their team. San Diego doesn't really have a place to play. They don't know if the taxpayers will pay for it. Jacksonville has not supported that team at all, really, on a constant basis. They're struggling this year. They play at least one game a year in London. So your thoughts on uh, how the NFL... NFL and media are going to react to if uh, Oakland or San Diego and uh, Jacksonville are are struggling.
0: Well, the thing for the NFL is how many more markets are there available? Uh, there's a great website if anyone wants to check called Field of Schemes, and these are two economists who have a book out on it, and 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 they go into every contract and look at the, the, these things. And and there's these market reports saying that if you bring a team here, it'll help. But really, those numbers aren't always accurate. Jacksonville, I know for having lived down there that. They did not really want to have a new stadium because they're having problems with their schools, their roads, and everything else. How do you justify giving the richest sports organization in the world, maybe the world, maybe next to the World Cup and whatever, or FIFA, um, all that money when you have these other needs? I, I think communities are not wanting to do the financial support that they once did.
1: That's a good answer. I did say where the, the Oakland still considering going to Las Vegas. Yeah, what do you think about Oakland going into, into Vegas?
0: Well, I can I, That'll shock me because <clears throat> you know, you know Kenny Baker. You know, he yep. used to be. Uh uh, an NFL official, and, and he'd come to classes and talk to my students and say, you know, when they go to Vegas, when he was an official, you had a call. If you got derailed into there, you had to call the NFL office and say, I'm not here on purpose because they're so worried about gambling. Yeah. So I can't imagine the NFL going into Las Vegas.
1: I think what the NFL should do is watch what happens next year in the NHL. Because it's the Las Vegas, and now they they they're, they're going to be the Desert Knights, the Silver Knights, or the Golden Knights of hockey. <laughs> They've got it down. Okay. they're going to be the Knights. It's, it's just what their, sort of what their yeah. prefix is will be the difference. They all they really need to watch that for a year or two and see how that plays out. And, and I know hockey is not near as popular as NFL, but it's a good. It'll be a nice little training base for them to think about before you know, they allow the Raiders to move there. Because I just I, like I said, it'll be different. And the Raiders have such a magnificent fan base. Yeah. Uh, in Oakland. So I hate to see them leave, and I, I'm a traditionalist anyway. So we'll see what happens there. With uh,
0: more importantly, uh, nights. That's horrible. Can't they find something like blackjacks or something like that? Some game. What's the knights
1: with, I, I, the <laughs> desert nights? I'm sure there's some kind of marketing. Yeah, sp- yeah I'm it's sure, all about Yeah, you know? exactly. So there you go. Uh, what other happened in media this week? I tell you what happened. If you didn't hear it in the last few hours, this came out. The guy that threw the beer was a member of the media in the, in the Toronto game. Did you
0: Oh my God! Yeah. I didn't.
1: Mean, I didn't see that. It's a. a, a he was a, a part-time writer for one of the Toronto-based papers. Really? And they, it just came. And the same paper that he works for had given was had a thousand-dollar reward out to somebody name him. And so I guess they're looking really hard that this guy is or will be named the the beer can thrower at the left fielder for the Orioles in that game, which well, could have been a horrible
0: incident. Oh, absolutely! And he'll be fired tomorrow if he hasn't already been so because journalism you have to be neutral. You cannot. There's no cheering in the press box. There's no all these other things. Oh my God! I did. Yeah, I just came I can't even imagine that. But you know, in this day and age, so many amazing, weird, bizarre things happen. That, and if
1: you want to read another good story that happened in the sports media, go to Deadspin dot com today and read the story about the guy who uh, pretended to be an Atlanta Braves writer. We're not advocating this by any means, but it's <laughs> worth the read.
0: <laughs> Actually, it reminds me of a story on Deadspin yesterday that during the debates last Monday. People are tweeting out to John Lester, thinking he was Lester Holt, going, I can't believe you're a racist, you're a jerk, you're <laughs> all these other things. And Lester's going, dude, that's not me. Yeah, I was that wasn't Bri- me. Yeah, uh, you're
1: Brian Polder from Upstairs in Journalism here at Eastern, and he was saying that same story. It's amazing. Poor John Lester. Just ready to get ready for the playoffs and getting harassed on Twitter.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, It's funny. Any other topics that we forgot, Joe, today on the Sports and Media Show? We're having a good time talking about media, sports, and everything on these podcasts. We hope you're enjoying them. If you have any information or questions, just email me, jeff at net.
0: Well, two things. One is um, the Jays-Orioles game you're referring to. Uh, the United States has about 10 times more population than Canada. We're about, I don't know, 340 million. They're about 36. Yeah. The same number of people watched it in Canada as the United States. 4.1 million almost watched it in Canada, and 4.18 watched it here in the United States. Wow. Baseball, they are fanatical about their baseball up in Toronto. I, I, I keep thinking that maybe they need to go to Vancouver or go back to Montreal. Montreal yep. uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, the villain, Tom Belichick, I mean, uh, Bill Belichick. He, uh, the other day, did, I don't know if you saw the press conference where they kept asking about Tom Brady, and he kept doing his same old... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, if you were to put Bill Belichick against Buck Showalter, Bill Belichick is acting like a jerk. Purposefully. And, and and I guess he's, maybe if we were in wrestling, he'd be, you know, the villain that everybody looks about. But after the Orioles, he didn't put in Zach Britton in the end of the game. Yeah. In the post-game conference, they kept asking him, and, and Buck was so calm, he said... I understand you have to ask that question. I understand that's your job. He said that several times. I get what you're doing. And he answered the questions. And, you know, I think... He gets a lot more, you know. People will won't will, will be ripping into Buck Showalter, I think, as much. Besides the fact he's a brilliant baseball person. Well,
1: I, and people appreciate honesty. And, and I saw the other thing that Belichick did that he, it's not really been noticed yet. But Ira Kaufman and Chris Russo were talking about it yesterday on their interview. Is that Belichick is not activating Brady till Saturday? Exactly. So that way Brady doesn't have to answer any questions to the media. Exactly. He now some people say that's brilliant, but again, it's again, it's a way to it, it shows. That he wants to avoid the media at all costs, Belichick, and he hates that part of his job. And and again, without the media, where would you be, Belich- Belichick? The NFL would not be paying you what they're paying
0: you. No, I mean it would. You know, I don't know. I mean, it would be like like some high school team. Well, maybe a little bit more than that, but they make their money from the TV. And the NFL knows that. The NFL is great at getting people out there. But so I don't know if this is sort of him not wanting to talk or maybe it's the fact that they're trying to stick it to the NFL knowing this would be a great promotional tool to get Brady out there. He needs to be out there.
1: Yep, well said. So any other topics?
0: Well, that's all for today.
1: All right. Well, hey, these always, they, I, Either we're getting better or we're, we're, we're more prepared.
0: Or <laughs> uh, lucky. One of the one of the things there.
1: We'll be back next week with the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff.
0: I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.